We got merch. We got merch now. Bonfire.com slash VGI. And you can get all your We the Villains podcast, Villains Grind, and all of our hashtags. You can get all of that right there at bonfire.com slash VGI. We got a merch store now. We have a merch store now. And I'm sorry for all the craziness with the prices. They fluctuate all over the place. Some things are $25, $27, but nothing is no more than $27. Uh, and then if you do, just I think there is like a shipping fee, I believe. Um, and stay tuned. I will be trying to get some uh, Pride Month Want discounts coming in, so just bear with me, guys. And, and also, gals. stay tuned because sooner or later, the very first merchandise designed by Gurf DBG is going to be in the shop. Hashtag capital V, hashtag white gold, hashtag dub TV, hashtag. <sighs> Yeah, he's he's the hashtag king, basically. Oh, you know, um, you know what I'm saying dank somewhere, seven. somewhere in your search, you need to somehow hide the letters DBG, so everybody knows it's designed by Gerd somewhere. That's right. <laughs> no, it happens, um, but that, well, you know, you know how important you're gonna be if you're wearing a shirt designed by Capital V. I mean, shit, as soon as you design it, I'm copping one. I know that. Uh, and, you know, just exciting things now happening for the show and the brand. And, you know, so support the support the page, support the um the show, the brand, support us. Hey, we'll be here, but we got merch now. Um, one, of these yeah, days we, one of these days we need to look into, uh, you know, an associate of yours, um, that designs clothing. I'm not going to mention any names on the podcast. It's pretty well known. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We need to get with him and see about, um, you know, maybe he's got, got some it. connections to where we could print up some shirts and stuff. You know, down the line, down the line, we got, got some it. designs. Got you know what I'm saying? I got to make sure we're still cool friends. <laughs> that would be the first start. <laughs> we might just be associates, and yeah, I've just yeah. been calling up a friend for a long time. <laughs> but I did buy two things. That's right. His company, and I somehow now don't know where I've placed those. I in my move, they got lost, and I could have sworn I passed. Oh, I saw one of them. You have my South Cat shirts. It's, it's nice. it might be a shirt. I've seen South Cat. I just I seen it. It's for some reason when when I was uh, when I was at the Ben Oak, I seen it. On the table, on the coffee table, maybe they're like folded there. Like I guess maybe they were trying to figure out who's they were or something. And I, I meant to grab them before I left, but I wasn't there. Like I was leaving later. Oh well, this solves a mystery. One's was it? One's probably red, and the other one's a tank top. I think, I believe. I think it's whatever's black. I think it was black. All right, then that was the tank top. Nice. I think that's what it was. Okay. All right then. All right, hey, we're we're on hey, to things. We're solving mysteries. We're solving mysteries, and for like the first time in like a fucking year, I think I have notes. I uh, I literally have a page full of notes that I figured we would discuss. Um, 
what a what a weekend. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Um, hope everybody was safe and had a good time. I uh just smoked. I kind of didn't partake in it. But maybe maybe I should come up with some orchard designs, like the orchard, like I would. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and start kind of from the top to the bottom of my list here of things. Um, it's basically it's three. Check your headset real quick. Huh? Check. Your, I think okay. You might be good. Check. I was just say check your headphone jack real quick. I heard a little crack, but I think you might be okay. I should be okay. Yeah, I think you're okay now. There for a second, it echoed oh. out like it might have popped out of there for a second. Oh, um, I'm sorry I, to interrupt I, you, man. The, the floor no, is yours. No, no, I have basically three topics, basically, and just notes under each topic that I'll kind of get your opinion and you know whatever. So I'm gonna start off with the AW double or nothing notes that I got down. I got like. I got like four points that I'm gonna that I'm gonna make, um, and then I'll, I'll uh, first off the two best matches for me of the night, which I just didn't think they were going to be. But props to the people involved. Um, the Anarchy Arena match was actually really great. <laughs> it was very entertaining. It was very wow. fun. Um, it I, 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 I like I, I know at the time I'm sorry to interrupt you again it's kind of what I do when I'm on coffee it's is coffee. Uh, what I like too is I know at the time you I remember you text me and said well, please shut off the music but yeah then when it re, but then when it replayed again out and the crowd popped again when it started over it, it, it kind of made for a moment there for a minute. It was it was something completely different, and it was it was a lot of fun. After a while, I started to understand what they were going with with the music in the background. I was like, "Oh, this is this is like what you would see in a fucking movie right now, or a TV <laughs> show. Yeah. This is a bar fight. This is a complete bar fight. It right was here. a bar fight. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I thought Roadhouse was happening, and it, it was very, very, <laughs> very done. And a um, homeboy that bled like a uh, what a performance I didn't expect that from him great performance and it's, it's one of the 2.0 guys like I I was impressed with them I, I will say that um I, I do you have a man, favorite spot from the match Jericho ripping the music off <laughs> what do you <laughs> but that was like the most funniest moment to me in the match. My stream, but my the... stream broke away. I didn't realize that's how they stopped it. So Jericho yeah. stopped the music. Jericho went over to a soundboard in the middle of the crowd. I don't know if it was a legit one or not, but he went over there and he fucking broke the fucking keyboard over Mox's head, ripped the cord out. <laughs> you know, being Jericho. That's pretty funny, then. That, that's great. I, I, my stream dropped, and when, when it got back on, the music had stopped. I, I just figured they just um, stopped it, finally. But finally, for this match, the way it ended, finally, thank you, AEW, for actually making Jake Hager look like he was a killer. I thought he was literally about to kill Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I give them props to that. And that, that, that was my favorite match overall because it had I, – I get it. Um, it, was, it was just really fun and entertaining, and they did something I didn't expect that they could pull off and just props to everybody involved. And then the other match was House Black versus Death, Death Triangle. I mean so- – before we get there, I've, just for uh, my favorite part of the Anarchy in the Arena match was mm-hmm. uh, probably when Moxley threw the fucking cooler. At <laughs> he just fucking just threw the whole fucking cooler. So I hear bitch. So that shit made me laugh. Um, I, I also fucking Eddie Kingston, man. Hey. There's one this thing crazy we'll always... son of a bitch. It, it makes all the sense now. He had this huge uh, promo before, you know, it was like a, it was like an interview backstage, like he's talking to himself type promo, where yeah. he was just talk. He was basically breaking down and crying, basically about you know just you know he's fucking losing it because of what he's gonna do to Jericho, and um, so it all played back in with the way it ended. But man, they had the match won. And this is going to come try to set Brian on fire at the same time. Brian had to start beating this dude's ass. I mean, I just hope. It, it, I will say, though, Eddie Kingston, that was a great image of it him was. coming down of the, the um ramp. That was well well done. Um. I never saw that interview that you were talking about, so now it makes perfect sense why he did what he did. Yeah. Um, I will say to me, though, the only... It's not even a problem because I didn't even care about it, but it's the one thing that I did notice in the whole match is Brian Danielson felt so out of place to me. Um, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, it, it, it's, it could be a nitpick thing. I don't know. But to me, it just felt like he just he just needs to be in the ring. That's all. Because when they finally got to the ring area, Brian that's took where over. Brian Danielson. It, yeah. It just So I could see if they're headed into a few with Brian and Eddie Kingston, which I really don't want it. Don't really care for because, but maybe this time it'll. It maybe this leads to a better Eddie Kingston somehow, more heelish or something. I don't know. But yeah, he sure. cost them the match. They're, they're costing the match. You know, he's friends with Mox. He was trying to break them apart, so you got that whole storyline too. So you said your other, your other favorite match was the six man. Yes. Um, for the first time, I enjoyed a tag match in AEW that I felt because a trios match, if you're going to call it a trios match, and uh, take it as Lucha Libre rules, so I'm okay with chaos happening. There's going to be um, chaos when it comes to that many people at some point. You're right. Um, I just want to basically, you know, I love the fact that it's one of my favorite matches and it delivered is because, you know, I basically called it on the show, on the prediction show. I said Julia Hart, win or lose for the House of Black, it's going to be a problem. going to be the, the person. Factor. I was going to be the winning factor or the losing factor. And I did notice, though, 
in this whole match, which was a very good match. That was a very disturbing Canadian destroyer on that apron, <laughs> but it was very <laughs> done. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, Pack is the first person to get misted twice, right? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but because he's wasn't one he? Of the, he's one of the only. But granted, it wasn't Malachi that did it either. But this, I can see Pack joining. The House of Black. I mean, potentially. I, I know that Pack and Mur- uh, Murphy, Buddy and Matthews would make a great match before before they do that, ideally. I'd like to see that match go down. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it'd be a great showing for both. Um, But, yeah, those were my two best matches. The honorable mention right behind it will be the tag team title match. It was really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. When Anarchy in the arena hit, it really picked up the pay-per-view. But but Darby Allen and Kyle O'Reilly was very good, too. Yeah. Yeah. And even the main event was pretty good. Let's not even talk about that. Right, yeah, I guess we will talk about that. I know you're going to talk. I know you got something to say about CM Punk becoming champion because you had plenty to say. I on Sunday night. It's well, this next thing that I'll bring up about AD, I'm gonna kind of sum up more of the matches real fast before the next topic kind of combines the rest of the bullet points I have. Um, Jeff Hardy take. He looked, did not look great out there. I don't know what's going on. Just didn't look like yourself. Take care of yourself, bro. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Should I? Should should Because I, I, I can speculate. Because that dude did <laughs> not. That dude did not look like he was in the right state of mind. And I don't care if you're. And if the the report is true that he's just really banged up, then homie was on a lot of uh, salt pills. Yeah, the cure. So, that. like, I so, yeah, that's what I heard too. That they he they said he's pretty banged up and really hurt still um, from the Derby match. Uh, but I, think, I mean, if it, it, I, yeah. that could be true, I, that just didn't look. I, I, this is speculating. He, he it looked like he was on something. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm glad he finished the match. Didn't hurt nobody. Nobody got hurt. Um, but the way just, that everybody was uh, acting around him, the way that Matt, like the, the way the match obviously looked like it had to change on a dime yeah, they had, once. Yeah, they had the, the whole greatest hits basically, and then Matt pretty much had to do most of the work there for a while. And <clears throat> like it just, it was a lot of mistakes that Jeff Hardy normally doesn't make to me. Um, and he was just—he just looked very out of place. And then, even, even like I didn't think much of it at first. If if you remember when when they were coming down the ramp, um, 
Jeff Hardy looked like he was trying to reach over and like tag a fan or something, but he it was like it was it was just a weird little moment. It's like goddamn Matt's already left them down and he's back over there trying to like tag a fan or something. Oh, it just seemed was like all... he wasn't quite there. <laughs> <laughs> he was all he was on slow time. He was on slow motion time out there. If if it is if that is what happened, I do I do respect AEW for trying to cover for him real quick, you know, saying that it's injury, you know, and then he gets better and all that. But at the same time, yeah, this, I mean, this ain't good. If this, if that's what happened and he got into something in Vegas for one, it's two, then that, and then that, that maybe showed that maybe everybody's a little hard on WWE. Well, now people are understanding why WWE jumped to the conclusion they jumped to. Yeah. And, but then you saw it because you could tell he was kind of, I, I thought for a second, I was like, is this dude realizing, does he know that everybody kind of knows he's fucked up and now he's about to troll by going to walk through the crowd here after the match? Because you see, to me, like, if, if, if he was really hurt, they could have done some kind of angle at the beginning yeah. of the match to write him off for most of the match. Like some kind of like big spot you know, and just go lay over there in the corner. Something like the where he's like, you know, maybe like a, a, a headshot or something where he might have got hit or just something to where yeah, exactly. To me, the way they did it, if 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 he was hurt that much to where that was the result, maybe they should have not had this match. I'm just yeah. glad he didn't hurt nobody else. But with everything that's going on, with the word getting thrown around unprofessional, there mm-hmm. was no way the AEW was going to let another controversial thing happen type thing. After the whole MJF thing, it then I, I don't know. I just – I What just, if he went out there and hurt somebody, though? The AEW would I get know. shit on for that. I, I, that's why I said I'm glad nobody got hurt or himself. Exactly. Um, or even the simple fact that, like, you know, him himself reaching, reaching for that fan, you know, and if he could barely do that, like, if he would have fell right there, could have hit the fan, you know, he got. Shit I can't like remember that. what he like. I can't remember what he did. Like, I just remember seeing it when he was doing it, and just remember like just seeing it, and then just going on from there. I'm just like, yeah, Jeff's being Jeff. You know, but yeah. you know, it did catch my eye, and then I thought nothing else of it actually until you know after the match. I thought back, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when even at the beginning of the match, before the match started, he was doing something weird on the rampway." Well, once you have a whole lot of people on the internet thinking the exact same thing is happening, <laughs> even your diehard fans. Did you see it? Like, it, it, did you experience it on Twitter like I did? Because when I went on, when I was on Twitter at the time, and then uh, the Jeff thing was happening, it was a whole. Uh, you could, it's it's weird how you could almost see everybody on Twitter hold their breath. Yeah, like, like it was um, it was one of those things. In a lot of them, especially because you know I follow a lot of AEW diehards, a lot of them were just like didn't really know what to say because they were like, no. Please, don't, no. <laughs> don't, don't let this blow up in our face like this. Like, please, please, no, Jeff. 
So it was like it was it was I mean it was it was almost sad. But I th- if 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 it really was he was that hurt and he went out there and still did that, then props to him. Props to him, but don't. I don't have do my that. I I yeah. I'm I have my doubts. That's all I'll say. And I'll I'll leave it at this, man. If if you're hurt like that, dude, you're at this age now. Just take care of your body. Then don't do the match. It's okay. Like these fans are gonna understand. They rather you be okay, especially your diehards. I don't know if Jeff too. Hardy knows how to tone it down. No, he doesn't. And it. But hey, it's a hard thing. And like, especially if there's something else going on, like mentally, that's that's a hard thing to deal with. And um, then you know he's he's been taken out of the match on Dynamite tonight. You got to, like, yeah, you got yeah. to. Especially you don't let these after that. But then you got all these serious injury reports coming out that you're bringing out. So you you can't let him wrestle now. Like, you you got to make sure this dude's good. Um. But, but I know this. Whatever's story. going on, I hope you're good. I hope you heal, or whether that be physically or mentally, do what all you I know. Do. Just take care of yourself. Is something was up because they did a backstage promo that was filmed at some point for Double or Nothing, where the Hardys were talking about their win, and Jeff Hardy was just standing there. He never said a word. Only Matt Hardy did the talk. So I thought that was kind of odd, but um. So we'll we'll see where it goes. But Jeff, take care of yourself, bro. Um, next is basically a combination of Tony Khan, bro. <laughs> Late, uh, hey, calm it down a little bit. The powder since, was powdering. Yeah, since we had some, I'm gonna let you take over for a second, Kurt. One quick second. I want the viewers to understand what just happened here. Or the viewers, the listeners, I guess I should say. The nation. <clears throat> this man started a point and decided because wifey entered the building that he had to leave me on the air to entertain the masses. And I can do that. I can entertain the masses because I can get into promo mode real quick. I just don't know if the world's ready for Gurf's promo mode. I don't know if Garv is ready for Garv's promo mode, but when he enters that zone, boy, that zone that he feels, the energy that he brings, ooh, baby, that boy good. On a serious note, uh, MJF Warlow match, I I don't know if Dak's going to talk about that too much more. Uh, The MJF situation, Maybe this is where he's about to get into. I honestly believe it's a lot of its work, but now I'm not so sure because of (laughs) the Cody situation where I thought was a work before was not a work. So now it's leading to believe, you know, hey, this stuff's coming out. It could actually be real. Either way, he's under contract until early 2024. And I saw the reports recently. I think it was yesterday I saw it. I can't remember who reported it, but he reported that uh, the way that he's seen Cody be treated in WWE and how he's been presented since he got there 
has made him even more so want to jump ship, as they used to say, and uh, go on over, and maybe he could be presented better as well. First of all, because in the media we do love to say, I told you so. I told you so. I said this was going to happen before Cody, when the whole thing about Cody was just speculation. I said, if he does jump, if this actually is real, when Cody gets to WWE, WWE is going to absolutely push him to the moon. To the moon. Because they're going to want to show other AEW people that they may want in the future what they could, what it's like on the other side. So if the report's true and MJF has taken note of that, I said this would happen. You heard it here first. Uh, but you. beyond that, MJF, he has, if he's under contract, I don't, I don't always love this new age stuff about, uh, you know, you see it in the NBA a lot. You're under contract. You don't like where you are. Well, now you just, you start causing problems and try to force your way out. It's the newer generation style. And that feels like and it that feels like what MJF may be doing. Hold on, like one quick question. Like, yeah, in the NBA this is new, but has this kind of always been happening in wrestling, if we think about it? From way well, so back that, in the day? How like the well, big so, names like Hogan, Luger, Rude, and all those guys would kind of just jump ship real quick. Well, yeah, but see so the difference would be that uh the contracts have changed. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Back then, uh, they weren't under the same kind of contracts that they are now, and uh, the Monday Night Wars is is why these type of contracts exist now. Yeah. Um, that's true. So you got. I don't know if that's what MJF doing. I don't even know if it's real. You know, it could be a work. But <clears throat> if something he is, that... I, that's not my favorite style of doing things. It's not you know the the James Harden approach. You know the Ben oh, Simmons approach. You know I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't love that whole way of doing things. But I can no. see where he would have some issues with the way he's been booked. I mean, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be a little irritated too at the fact that people like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are coming in making more money than me. Is that is that true? I if no DQs right coming from the PW Insider guy who's uh-huh. iffy at times, but he was saying, or no, no, it wasn't the PW, it was that Wade Keller guy who was actually okay. low-key right about the Cody stuff. Um, and he said that he was, who's getting paid more than him? Well, basically he was saying a lot of the new talent coming in, like even the lower-grade talent that's been coming in from WWE, like they've been getting like MJF's on the minimum contract when AEW. Yeah, because he was basically a nobody at the beginning. So his contract is basically anywhere, if that's right, if that budget was right, that AEW had then, if all that's right, then he was making anywhere between forty to 70000 a year. <laughs> My man. Okay, so let, let, let me say this. If that's true. It, yeah. <laughs> Tony, you're going to have to get his man some more money. 
like, and here's my thing with new because age it's contract, not it's, that's not like he's fucking Joey Janela. I, I, I see, and that's if, and that's a big if. Allegedly, that's if the rumors are true about right. him still being on that wage if they didn't work something out later. Um, but a lot of the newer people come, so that's why I think they threw out example names like a Kyle O'Reilly, a Bobby Fish, a Swerve. Well, I can it's tell you right probably, now, if he's making between making, that, I know for sure they're making more than him. Yeah, because they wouldn't even make the jump. <laughs> they made more than that performance than shit. So, it's... <coughs> excuse me. And to what you were saying, like, yeah. I'm, but I, look, I knew this was going to kind of happen because a lot of people don't understand, or they do understand, they're just afraid to admit it now because of their diehard favoritism is because Cody negotiated a lot of these deals I could tell. Cody probably made a lot of people want to stay over there. It just seems to me backstage things have changed and that's leading into my topics here too. I actually took the privilege to watch that media scrum that he had after Double or Nothing. (laughs) I have a bunch of problems with this. And if we're going to do these medium scrum slash press conference things, Tony Khan does not need to be sitting by every single wrestler that comes out. Because he dictated where the, what answers you could tell were going to be answered. You could tell every single question that was asked they were already set up to be asked. It, Dave Meltzer was out there asking questions. Um, and I'm sure the Fightful crew was out there. But it's just, my man, lay off these uppers. Like... He- that, that shit's not a good geek, look, man. That shit's funny. He, he no commented the MJF thing, which was brilliant, but right. there was there was no real reporter out there because a real reporter would have kept hammering it. Everybody just laughed it off and went on. Like, well, I mean, he would have kept no commenting it, so no point to keep going. I get it, but. And but those are dude, also, you know, he's friends with everybody out there. He's friends with everybody, and he's too much of a friend to the talent. I he's get too it, much. though. Like, he, I understand. I, I, I understand it. why I get he's it. there. I, I get it. Like, I do. But at the same time, it's I could tell only, cert, only one person felt comfortable there, and that was Jericho, because he just knows how to handle that shit. It's Jericho. But I could tell there was things like I could tell by his facial reactions and mannerisms. There were certain answers he did not like that Jade was given. <laughs> because she was making this point that basically I know this. I know that whole interview with her got back to WWE because that's what they want. She wasn't talking about wrestling. She was talking about more than wrestling, bigger than wrestling, right. enter- entertainment is what she was talking about. And I can just tell, like, when that topic of her wanting to get into Fenty, her wanting to get into other things like that, 
he didn't really like that. I could tell. Like it wasn't even. It, he didn't show it a lot on the outside, but I know that look on the eyes where it's like on the inside. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> I just hope when and if Jade ever does come over to WWE, that she can keep her music. Um, I love yeah, that electric guitar and that shit. That shit is so fucking hard. And this all about yeah. It, yeah, I hope she can keep all that. Yeah. Hopefully, she makes by the time her contract's up. Hopefully, she's a big enough name to where WWE wants to buy it like that, which I think they do. They will. Her and Bianca's the WrestleMania match. I'm sorry, that's it's got WrestleMania big time money written all over it. To me, um, me too. Yeah, I, yeah, we talked about this plenty. It's and it's money. But I love her confidence in the interview, even though I, I, I could tell it was a little – she probably felt, like, slightly uncomfortable with Tony there because she didn't want to, like, you know, make a bad thing, you know, make him look bad or feel – I don't know. It was, it was some moments. But other than that, eh. um, Jericho did a really good job of putting himself over and putting Tony over in a good way. He That's did good on what Jericho does. Jericho made it look like a, a a professional relationship, basically. That's what he made it yeah. look like. It wasn't no fanboy shit. Punk out there, he's just all over Punk's dick. Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's these it's these weird like hugs and handshakes he does after they're leaving. It's like, bro. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> I mean, like it's you know we always make the cocaine joke, but you know he, he he might just be you know he might just be fucking weird you know. He's weird, or you could tell he's too much of a fan. Oh, he's a huge and, fan. What's that? I think a huge, that's a good thing. That that is a good thing, but and I I don't know. It's just it's. If you're going to do the media scrum thing, make it, to me, just make it feel a little less produced. Just a little bit. Make it look more more realistic. Um, I guess they and, need Garv out there asking questions on behalf of Weed of Dumb. And this man, this man needs him a Nick Khan around him. Believe it or not, he does. Because... Some of the things he kept shooting off, man, he kept rambling so much about these numbers of certain numbers, and then the numbers would get confusing the next time he bring it up. And it was like, that's how I could tell. It's like that that coke ramble, that drug ramble you get when you're on too many uppers. You just start going off on shit, and you don't even know. But like, he was going on that it was a $7 million house. Then it went on to, oh, it was a seven six-figure house. And then later on, it's a six-figure house. Then it's a seven, like, like, bro, don't say anything about numbers right now. Just... that shit with the Eric Bischoff question that shit threw him off so bad because whoever threw that question in there props to them because I don't think that was supposed to get talked about man got pissed (laughs) that man got pissed or it's like when I text my investment or it's like when I text you this dude slowly wants to be a new Mr. McMahon slash Bischoff character on TV low key you know what made me laugh about that particular moment because I did catch that one. Um, 
was Punk's reaction sitting next to him. It's like what because, an idiot. Because, <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. It, I'll tell you the vibe that I caught. I'll tell you what. What I saw with my eyes was. I was watching. Like a, I was watching Garv. I was watching, you know, the 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 cult leader gimmicky thing, where oh, yeah. he said he's trying to talk, but he don't have to. Yep. Tony, he's got Tony Khan in his back pocket. He's got a billionaire in his back pocket. Which he just he just and then he's sitting there smiling, like laughing him off, like like you know you know Tony, but at the same time he knows what he's doing. Yeah, like. It's, he's it's an egomaniac. Time, it's the first time someone's 100% all him. Like, no one, you can't tell Tony Khan nothing right now. CM Punk's his world champion. He got CM Punk back in the wrestling. He's, he's, he's on top of the world. And I get it. Hey, whatever. But the thing is now is it, it also further drives home the whole storyline like that Adam Page was talking about, about protecting aid uh, all elite wrestling from CM Punk. Hey, so I CM you, Punk now is in the position of power, has got the billionaire owner in his back pocket. <laughs> CM Punk, you know, in storyline, CM Punk now owns all elite wrestling. He's the puppeteer yeah. now because yeah. he's got the owner on a string. Mm-hmm. And this and this is what Hangman Page was talking about. That's a good. I mean, I get what they're portraying on TV, and and I get it. But man, that <laughs> it it just goes back to you know what, what I say, man. It's like Steve has to have somebody around him in that cult like way, and Tony Khan's that next person. That's his aim. Well, I mean, what good is any leader without followers? I get it, but I just can't wait for everybody to fall for the false prophet, and then they realize what happens. Well, let's, let, you know, if we if we go to two, let's we'll go to two K, you know, real quick, you know, say we're in a two K universe. Mm-hmm. What good is Garv? Out, I mean, Garv still go out there and whoop ass, you know what I'm saying? But don't yeah. put Dak next to him. No, don't put no. Corey Davidson next to him. Nah, that's because the then it's unstoppable. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's a it's an unstoppable force. Um, Roman Reigns, you know, a, a big part of Roman Reigns' storyline right now is he's got the Usos, he's got Heyman, he's that he's got these. He's you know what good what good is a leader with no followers? You got to have people around you to elevate that type of gimmick. That he tries to live his gimmick, and he's <laughs> um same. Uh, like we can there's a there's I mean there's fucking hundreds of examples probably over the years, but you know recently, um oh, yeah, yeah. Bobby Lashley, um the, the the way that the Hurt Business MVP really elevated him to that next level, like he was oh, a, a, a legitimate fucking force. Hey, to that up chat. You know, so uh, it's another reason that we really missed out on the uh, Monday Night Messiah. We did, yeah. Um, 
And that's another thing, too. Like, that dude was about to have AOP fucking elevating his ass up. Come on. This dude, CM Punk, is this cult like following individual that we will talk about? That's I'm saving that for the finale topic. Oh, God, please come to WWE. Um, yeah. Um, Wherever he goes, one last, though, he's all, already my favorite wrestler again. One one last thing on the AW notes is from that media scrum, I definitely see their next direction. They're about okay. to. They're about to. It, it seems to me they're starting to go into this more. They're going to go into a more sports entertainment like business, whether they like it or not, whether the fan base likes it or not. Because it's just they're they're starting to have you know the more they draw money like they're doing the more they get the, the more publicity that they get and definitely understand what he meant by his tweet now with talking about dinner with Dana White definitely seems like they're going to have some type of deal with the UFC it seems to me um, makes sense why Sammy is still walking around with the BMF title um, he better oh God, hold. They better not get Moss involved coming and fuck him up. That's he, his belt. Whenever he gets healthy, because that's his belt. Because <laughs> he's and he's already been there before. And he's oh, that's that. his belt. Yeah, that's his belt. He oh yeah, 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 y'all fuck, y'all done. Yeah, y'all done. <laughs> they done. <laughs> but they, I mean, you, they could <laughs> potentially do it for Paige Van Zant and um, Ty Conti too. They it, did a good, they did a good job. Me. Here's my thing, though, that, that's really confusing about this, though, that they're going with the same. If, if Sammy Guevara continues to carry around his belt, then he's not done with Dan Lambert. So what was the point of that saying, y'all are done? It's just for well, the team. For the team. That's the only thing. Yeah, but you're still going to be feuding with this group of people. Is what it seemed like. It's the only thing to me. It, it definitely, they definitely went ahead and gave them full blown heels now. Sammy and Tay. They're definitely oh, they, full blown heels. They had no option. And I'm definitely noticing heading into their new direction, you're starting to see them establish the more face heel role going into their matches, their feuds now. It's no, it's, yeah. it doesn't feel like a face face heel heel thing like they started with. Like it's just competition. It you can tell they're starting to get more story oriented that they're going to try to go into. So I'm I'm interested in the new era that AEW is about to shift into. I'm interested. Um. Yeah. Well. Hey, you said it. You you're the one that said that. You know, at double nothing, AEW as you knew it would be changed. Forever. Oh yeah, they officially they officially sold out. And what con- con- confirmed it for me wasn't CM Punk winning the title. It was in the media scrum when Tony Khan kept referencing his favorite pay per view of all time, WrestleMania 17. The night Stone Cold sold out. <laughs> sold out. So I mean, it's everything. You know, they're all listening to We the Villains podcast. Well, it's got to be obvious, right? 
<clears throat> that's what yeah. that's what I was I was talking about. One of the things I was talking about when you uh, when you put the mic down for a minute after yeah. I went off on a little promo. Yeah, I um, heard your promo slightly. The uh, I, I forgot to mention it earlier. I, I did like that in during the CM Punk and Hangman Page <clears throat> Page match on commentary. They referenced that line again. They they talked about the whole trying to save all elite wrestling from CM Punk talking about, and asking Jared, like, what do you think he meant by that? You know, just kind of like just just enough to reference it a little bit to keep it in the mind of people. Yeah, um, they definitely did. Um, because it's, I, <laughs> oh man. They're about to overhype this reaction. Punk's going to get his champion going back to Chicago at that Forbidden Door pay-per-view. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> but the internet's going to be a mess. Um, that's pretty much all my notes from AEW. Um, interesting move by uh, DraftKings getting into the wrestling with AEW and WWE now. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Which he kind of, Tony Khan kind of hinted at in his media thing that another reason why the pay-per-view went on so long because of the playoffs, and then he was also trying to help out betters that were on DraftKings because they knew that he knew the playoffs were ending, and you could still bet on the CM Punk match or something like that. That's and, interesting. That, I, mean, I mean, that's cool. That's, that's, I mean, that's I, a hey, cool thing to do, it, I guess. It, to do that, I, I get it because you're in Vegas. There's probably a, there's so many damn gamblers in Vegas, so I get it. Yeah. But, and then now, I'm about to give some uh, criticism towards the WWE fan base and WWE side of things. Um, before, we, before we get into the criticism. I got one thing that I need to say about WWE that I've seen this week, and it's What's nothing that's it's not news, it's nothing crazy. Uh-oh. But what a fucking promo from Seth freaking Rollins! Oh, on, he nailed on it. Raw, he nailed it right. Boy, he said, "You don't get to get on a Smash Thrones and then come back here." You know, just and he, and he freaking nailed everything. You and your little friends went, dude. He fucking he he went there. Finally, someone went there. And ain't nobody gonna tell him otherwise. It's Seth freaking Rollins. Seth Rollins fucking came and nailed that shit, son. And I just felt like I need to give him his props because Seth Rollins it's, is so fucking good, man. I can't wait for their match Sunday. Uh, I can't stand the hate that this dude gets. Well, he only gets I don't hate understand it. It's only because CM Punk's back. But CM let's, Punk let's ain't shit dude, compared to Seth Rollins. I know you know, but apparently know. they don't. No, because this is, these are the same fans, right? That shit on WWE for nostalgia. But look what they're living in. Nostalgia. The Hardys. The Bucks, that's nostalgia now. Y'all done been in this bitch too long, and y'all never made it to the big leagues. They just hated the nostalgia in WWE because it was the stuff that they weren't a fan of. 
it's but just, now that it's the stuff that they were a fan of, like CM Punk, it's it's fucking gravy now. Jeff Hardy, CM Punk, like those were like the AEW like fan base. That was their legends. If you think about it, Punk, Jeff Hardy, Christian, like that was like that their legends as opposed to like us as like the Goldberg. I just, Even though I'm I just, not really be a fan of them these days, but I just hate this CM Punk guy right now for the simple fact that he is so bitter to one place, particularly one workplace, that gave him every fame that he has right now. Everything right now is because of this one company. He, he, it, but he's afraid to even because he's so bitter. And that shit's just, it's just like grow up. Like you're a 40 plus year old dude. You should be able to look back on it, but hey, it didn't work out over there, but I still had some success. Blah, blah, blah. To be constantly feeling like you have to say, oh, I'm, I'm wasted here. I didn't live up to my full potential. I had all these limitations. So, what you know, ever? I, 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 what I definitely, ever? I definitely hear what you're saying. I also like, think a little ever. bit of it is uh, CM Punk. I mean, he's, as far as we, everybody can hate on CM Punk, but he's actually v- pretty brilliant. Um, he's he's very smart. He just, you know, that shit just don't get past me. This, I mean, I understand. He's very smart this, with bullshit. He's very smart. I, I don't even think he, I don't honestly think he's that bitter. Towards WWE, I think it's more of he's egging his fans, that fan base that he has, that that's what they want to hear. They want to hear that. Let's see. Oh yeah, AEW now. Yeah, they want to. They want to. They want to be sold that bitterness. And I don't know if he feels it like that. Like that. Well, that's a horrible message you're sending to your fan base, and you're a horrible person for doing it. But that's also CM Punk. He don't give a fuck. It, like it, it, we talk, like <laughs> you know, like you, you have. So let's if we go to WWE, you think back to like Triple H. You know, he doing all these things. Even like later in his management career, Triple H would do all these things, and like he'd be like the face. He's the one, you know, shaking their hand, pointing at him in the NXT and all that with that smile on his face. Yeah. And then, but then you look at him, and it, and and then you know in the back of your mind, bro, that <laughs> I know what you did ten years ago. I know who you really are, Triple H. That's, that ain't you smiling and doing that. that. That's a fucking smirk. I know who you are, Triple H. And when I see CM Punk, it's like, bro, I know who you are. But he. He's an evil, you know, evil. Like, it's, it's whatever. He don't care. Thing, He's a sociopath. CM Punk, yeah, he doesn't care. But Triple H, I think, has changed over time. Or, or at least that's the image he's now fucking portrayed very well. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, And that's kind of it because like, we see this, and he's so good at it that you can almost buy it. But in the back of your mind, it's like, I know you, though. I'm well, look Triple here. H. Well, look here, CM Punk. If you're doing heel work and this is what you want to do, good job because I can't stand you. So, hey, there, see, there it is. There and go. and that's the other thing is he's going <laughs> for real hate. He ain't going yeah, for cheap heat. But see, here's the thing. Eventually, that that real hate that I have, eventually I tune them out, and then I don't even pay attention no more. 
you know? Well, so like that's, what that's, what what we would need now though. So say just for instance tomorrow, CM Punk's first challenger for that title is going to be Brian Danielson. It's not going to be. I, I know. I'm just saying. For instance, and say that happened, or say say we talked about Miro. Say it's Miro. Uh, Look, think how hard because of, partially because yeah, of the hate that you have is, for CM Punk, no, how much you're going to get behind Miro. Yeah, but here's the thing. He just won the title. I know wrestling. He's not going to lose it anytime soon. So why would I, I get? I mean, him? I know that you know that. But I, I know what you're trying to do, but it's it's not going to work because it's it's just it, it might not work now for you, but it worked back then. When yeah, that was back. That the, was when you're trying to attract new and audience. You're trying then. to hook these people. Yeah, yeah, that you're was trying back to hook then. new fans. Yeah, We're yeah, not new might. fans. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's the thing. So when you're doing that, like that, don't hook me. So for me, I, it's just gonna be like, all right, whatever, do your thing. Whoever likes it, likes it. I'm gonna go do my thing. That's yeah, just, I, guess, I guess we're I guess just, we're a little different with it because for me personally, like if Miro, if that really did happen and Miro's starting to challenge CM Punk, dude, I'm tuned into every fucking promo. Every right, no, time that just, there's any interaction, I am all over it. Here's my thing: is like I'm basically, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to eliminate as much hypocrisy, hypocrisy, yeah, hypocrite shit that I say hypocrisy. as much as possible. Yeah, that I'm trying to eliminate it that as much as <laughs> possible on my end. Like, so basically, if I don't like you like that, why do I watch you? But That's, so, could could you argue that you're kind of doing a disservice to who he's facing though? No, because it's because what but, if in the midst of the storyline you really not like CM Punk, but what if it, the other guy? What if he like grows on you in that in that aspect as well? Let's just be real. What is the percentage that Miro is going to be his opponent tomorrow or named uh, his opponent? I mean, obviously it, it, it's probably pretty low. What are the percentages MJF's going to get named his opponent? Well, especially with all the real stuff right now, probably pretty low. What are the percentages Warlow's his opponent? Let me tell you right now, if they give Wardlow a title shot at CM Punk, I'm going to be very disappointed, but I'm also going to watch because it'll just prove what we were saying about Wardlow. Uh, I mean, if if you want to keep him, that's actually where you put him. I, I, I would actually love to see. It's, is well, he, is he, I, I, I want to see his first feud after MJF because Look, then we'll get to two. see how his character progresses. To me, there's only two that where the fans are going to be like, oh shit, it's the TNT title or the world title. It's the only way people going to make it. Like, I'm telling you, like, this dude, they got to capitalize on it quick and just get as much as they can out of it. So put the TNT title on him. It's not going to do a disservice to Scorpio Sky. It would, it would, would it? Oh, God, I hate to compare this because it's not a good comparison, but kind of like when uh, Goldberg won the United States title from Raven. Yeah. Which that was big. I remember that back then because Goldberg was undefeated. I want to say it was like 70, you know, 70 something and over. Oh, well, something wait like a that second. At that point. Wait a second. Storyline wise, 
does his record officially start now? Since he's never been under in storyline an AEW contract. I, I you could play it both ways, I think, but you know, there's also been other guys that's just shown up down there that's not under AEW contract, but have had matches in dark or had matches on AEW, like uh, you know, like Morrissey, um, people like that, and those records count. But I guess technically AEW is paying them something to be there, so it's kind of like a one night contract or something. I don't know. That's I, I, I guess they could go either way with that. If we got a loophole with the lights out match, then there's a loophole to start your Goldberg run right there. Thank me later, Tony. But um, you could thank me now. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna shift the top. top hey, 56 minutes. Y'all got an hour worth. AEW, be be happy. I did good. I think I tried my best. Yeah, we but were I trying to get Swift over to WWE, but you know, as soon as you did, the first thing that came to my mind is I had to give Seth Rollins that praise. So that's where we're at. And then we got into a Seth Rollins CM Punk conversation. That's why look, here's why this is why CM Punk didn't come to WWE. Well, WWE, I don't think wanted him for one. But if WWE, but if CM Punk would have came to WWE, he would have got overshadowed. Seth Rollins would have murdered this dude on the mic. I think Punk's in the right place. Oh, yeah, for that fan base, for sure. But anyway, enough of that. He's had enough time on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Dankston went fucking dictatorship over our show. Jesus. Okay. Hey, like it's mainly, Becky Lynch. my main thing with WWE fans is chill the fuck out. What are Why we up in arms about now? Is every time a family member of another wrestler gets signed and they don't have the same name, why do people make this such a big deal? I, look, I, I get what people were upset people are upset about the rock the rock's daughter name not being named after him what is she going to be named it's he was he was named the rock on tv like what are you going <laughs> what, what are you going to name that name after that they're mad because they didn't use the last name johnson are we serious <laughs> it's the I mean, same thing that i have with the steiner thing Maybe they it's could. Not like, like the only thing that comes to mind that they could possibly name her that to kind of pay homage would be like Maya, like from Maya Via. Hey, maybe. But yeah, I don't. I think people are just being retarded. People are being like so ridiculous, and it's gotten to this point now. It's like, oh, now you've recognized the. All right, you've recognized the lineage of Braun Breaker. Now just change his name to Steiner. Like, Jesus Christ, he's fine. Like, Braun Breaker is fine. Like, I don't understand what people have this big deal about now. And I've just been noticing, like, these name changes, and they're, act they're really acting like if The Rock's daughter debuts, they're not going to recognize that lineage. Eventually they will. If they don't want to, they don't want to. The outside world will. 
doesn't matter. She's never going to escape that, whether she's in WWE or not. Because what her did they name her? Do you know? Ava Rain, which was better. Like Ava Can you Rain. Hear when the rain is pouring. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really? But uh, um. I mean, yeah, I just there, there, there's, there's no big here's deal my here. thing. Here's my th- I just like the fact that the last name, even though it's not spelled like it, it just sounds like Reigns. Mm. Part of the it's just in a way it's just kind of somewhat in she can, yeah she eventually she can become the Rain yeah or something <laughs> who, who knows. Like I, this, I mean, to me, this is a, this is a non-issue. Some people um, just act stupid about. Yeah, uh, and any fan right now that is saying WWE is not building up talent or trying to, they're not watching NXT 2.0, and they're not listening. Like for so many people that watch. Like YouTube shows or YouTube this, YouTube that, they sure miss a lot of the digital content of interviews and little backstage segments that go on from Raw to Raw Talk to uh, Talking Smack to the to NXT stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that WWE be tying together that we're just missing, and they're not putting on their regular content shows, which I don't know why. Which maybe but, they should instead of all these fucking recaps. Exactly. Um, then we might have a little, maybe solve a because of season one. If they would have, if they could have aired the Becky Lynch and Kevin Owens segment that happened on Raw Talk on in a backstage segment on Raw, we all still be talk. We'd be talking about that because that was fucking hilarious. This, <laughs> I I might check it out. Kevin Owens is great. Now this dude is done. Uh, he's full. He's becoming Sami Zayn. It's hilarious. He is becoming Sami Zayn with the conspiracy theory. Like it's just. <laughs> did um, um it, it, it did because I, I still haven't finished SmackDown. Did he have a was um was Max Dupree and KO? Did they have any kind of interaction? Not that I seen. That would be so great. He comes up on KO and Max Dupree. It's like, no, you're not. You're LA Knight. I just met you like six months ago. <laughs> I just feel like there's I just feel like there's a grand opportunity there. I just know they are about to go really over the top with this Max Dupree. <laughs> this dude got all late. up in the fucking Pierce's face. Yeah, because so. he's gonna be all up in people's face and when he just Wrong guy is gonna happen one night. <laughs> just... <laughs> I, I'm already liking it. I'm not even. Yeah, he, he's gonna be just fine. Yeah, he, he's gonna be great. Um, who do you think his I, first uh, person will be? Do you think it will be face or whatever? Me personally, I think it should be uh, Angel and Humberto. That could work. Yeah, they need a mouthpiece to me. They got the look. They do all. They all want the women, you know. Angels. He's not all too about bad the, on the mic. He's he's all about the male models, you know. They just fit the role to me. Um, 
but yeah, the uh, NXT is literally building the future, and they're not even showcasing everything that these these uh this this talent can do. Hey, so do you think this was the gimmick that they may have proposed to Adam Cole? Could have been, but why give it to Adam Cole when you could have gave this to Robert Stone? Because I tell you why, because Robert Stone is ass. But you know what I'm getting at. He's um, fucking, yeah, I, 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 this dude continues to be on my TV screen sometimes, but and, and I'm if, not quite sure how that happens. If this would have been the gimmick they proposed to Adam Cole, he couldn't do it. I don't think um, it would. No, this is. I think uh, if if this was I, I, obviously uh, who they got now is much better because he's got, he's going to be over the top with this thing because dude's just good in general. I even enjoy yeah, his work as Eli Drake. I'm I'm just really happy, and I'm seeing it with the Wendy Chu gimmick. I'm just happy that we're they're finally just saying fuck it. We're gonna try to make some over the top characters again. And it's entertaining. Wendy Chu is over on NXT, by the way. Um, I, I, yeah, don't think she's winning Saturday. I guess we need to. I guess on uh, maybe Friday we'll do predictions because we're gonna have to do predictions for In Your House and Hell in a Cell at some point. Oh yeah. Um. Or maybe we can do that on Saturday show. We do both of them. And I think I've said this on the podcast, but Tiffany Stratton, just everybody needs to keep an eye on it for the fact that this right here can basically take what Carmella gimmick is, but be 20 times better in the ring. So be on the lookout because if she keeps approving, She's not going to be there. She's going to be on the main roster, and the Rockets going to be behind her. She can, she can, she can take. She could be Charlotte's <laughs> younger sister. This bitch was doing a promo and said, "You mean to tell me this Roxanne Perez got on a bus and drove and rode ten hours to Booker T's training school? Uh, honey." There's plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I was sold right there. And she's like, and then she's always talking about, oh, I never been to prom. I did you probably didn't have a date. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I'm just tired of hearing about these stories when you could have changed this yourself. And, and she just like and then she went on about her accomplishments and then like was, but the plane ticket shit. Was, I was like, okay, now you got the gimmick. Now you got the confidence on your character. And now you're showing the in ring work. It, man, she could be on Charlotte's level in the future. Like, I mean, I don't want to give her that type of praise, but it's just getting there. The hey, more when, I see. When you're judging potential, you know, it's, it's potential is always tough to begin with. If, if I had to do like, you know, comparisons rough comparisons, Charlotte would be a ceiling for her. And the floor 
would be Carmella, I guess. It's probably it's, yeah. Either way, that, you got you got a solid rotational member on the main yeah. roster. But it's just the athleticism that is. Um, Von Wagner starting to get more and more better. I saw uh, um, actually seen uh, someone else say that too, but I still um, I haven't been watching. He's um. Like, just everything in the NXT 2.0, like, people have to really stop saying, oh, it's so trash, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not trash. The NXT you like is on AEW now, so just go watch that. Um, And it, it's a new era, but you can tell it's working. And if you're not, like, a wrestling fan, you would probably be like, all right, I can see where this is corny, but at the same time, still... Solo Sakur might be the future down there. He might his future might be brighter than Braun Breakers. Yeah, um, because his his entrance changed up a little bit now. Now it's like dark lighting and it's like kind of shining on him. And then the then now they're starting to have like a different solo chant in the crowd. That's a, and uh oh. <laughs> Just the presentation of him on NXT last night, it made it look like he was a big deal other cool. than any other entrance he had. So I'm like, all right, I like it. And Joe Gacy nailing it out the park again. So, yeah. And then one more thing before we get into the finale topic that's pretty much going to be the best thing that we're going to talk about today. Stop complaining about these women tag titles. Y'all never cared about them. Y'all were Sasha Banks and Naomi fans. You weren't women tag team fans. <laughs> They're listening to We the Villains podcast. What did Gerb say? Retire them. What did Dak say? Retire them. Get rid of them. We don't need it no more. This was the best way you could do it. The storyline's perfect. They walked out. All right, cool. If, and, and it could be a legit thing that they've walked out. But now you can use this as, hey, we don't need these no more. Because these titles aren't important no more. Hey, it is what They're it is. They're not necessary. Nah, don't have enough tag They don't have before. the roster to accommodate them. Nah. This was a few years ago when they got introduced when they had tag teams for women. Yeah, it made sense. <clears throat> but I'm just, I'm over it. So it's like. Hey, y'all are just Sasha and Naomi fans, and you're trying to turn this into a, a a bigger thing than it is. So, and that's that. Unless you have anything to add on that. On the Sasha. women's tag titles? And all yeah. That? Oh, Sasha and all that shit? Nope. Ain't got nothing to add. Ain't heard nothing new. So, Mr. Bray Wyatt slash Wyndham Six tweet some crit cryptic things that send the internet into a frenzy, so I guess we can dive into the conspiracies of why some could work and why some wouldn't work, but I just hope he's coming back to WWE. Um, I, I hope so, too. I, uh, I The most notable thing to me was the change in his Twitter name, um, where it's Wyatt6. And um, that was that was interesting to me. I've been waiting as far as all the stuff that he actually tweeted. I've been waiting for this dude to get back anyway. 
I I just think wherever he does go, whatever happens, I'm just, just uh, manifesting that nobody leaks it. I'd love for it to be a surprise. Um, I'm wondering if the only way that might be possible is with WWE. Oh, it all depends. As long as nobody gets the fucking Sean Ross, because good God, he be he ain't gonna keep that a secret. Shit, I won't. I'm, if that shit leaks onto my timeline, I'm fucking pissed. Uh, yeah, if it gets leaked onto mine, I don't think any dirt sheet reporter is ever going to get unmuted on my time. Yeah, they're never going to, they might get blocked. But, um, I think it would be great if you did, like, <clears throat> not sure where or when would be a uh, good a lot place of people, to do it. SummerSlam would be cool. A lot of people are trying to throw off with numerology. <laughs> Trying to get into their conspiracy bag on there, and they're horrible with it. I mean, that's probably the right bag to go in, though. Yeah, but just gotta bring out the right tool. If anybody, if you let the internet tell you they think he's showing up the raw after Hell in the Cell, June 6, 2022, 666. Interesting. And then, you know. People were talking about old tweets where he mentioned something about a butterfly. Or, and, you know, so people got their threads and their tweets. Damn, people got threads and shit, son. Oh, fuck yeah, son. Dude, this, this is. That's exactly what I'd be doing if I was him, too. I'd be posting the most cryptic shit. I'm like, see if you can figure this shit out. Shit, <laughs> I would be glad, son. Like, I probably if, if need I to go could, fi- I probably need to look into it myself. Um, I just read the I, tweets and kept it moving, man. I just all I, all I know is I I can't wait to see him again, wherever he's at. I want it to be WWE, but if it's not, whatever. I'd just be really happy that he's back. I just I don't see where he could fit anywhere else, honestly. That's just my thing. Like, I know he'll make it work, but if it's AEW, goddamn, that roster's so huge. I want it to be WWE, personally. <clears throat> but then I wonder where that would leave Joe Gacy. Like, I wonder how and if those two will kind of ever lock so minds. Ha. <sighs> Unless this dude ever becomes Bray shows up and Gacy becomes the prophet for the fiend. And the fiend <laughs> is no more there's no more funhouse. Well he's the Bray. new host of Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, it's just no, like Steve got replaced on Blues Clues. Yeah, because he's at final form now. He's in the final transformation. He's the fiend for life now. But who knows? We'll see how it works. I, just, I admit, I need to go watch some more Joe Gacy stuff lately. I just, you know, with everything during the week, I have I, I seem to struggle to get to watching NXT for some reason. I watched a little bit last night. 
Man, it's easily one of the best wrestling shows on the during the week. Just from the simple fact that like that's the one wrestling product that I can watch with no expectations. Yes. No no dirt sheets care about it enough to even want to report on it. So that makes it, it even better. That's how it used to be with NXT. When I first fell in love with NXT, that's how it was. That's I like this is what I can co-watch to scout the upcoming talent and like just enjoy the show. Yeah, because the day I started seeing some vignettes of Joe Gacy coming towards the main roster, I'm starting getting intrigued. Because I'll be interested to what they what he would bring. Last um, night was the first night that I saw the uh, vignette for uh, Giovanni Vinci. Oh, that's the second one. Yeah, I, I when I looked when I searched it, I saw that there was one last week too. But I, I happened to catch the one last night, and and you know, as soon as it started and it was speaking in Italian, I was like, I already knew who the fuck it was. I knew it was going to be Fabian. So like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy. Vinci, <laughs> because I've always, you know, I've always been a, a you know, a pretty low key fan of. Well, I don't say low key, but a low key big fan, maybe. Of I'm not Fabian Eichner, especially when he was in singles. Like, dude's just fucking good. Since I seen him in the cruiserweight classic, is when I first really jumped on that bandwagon. I look, people are jumping to conclusions because I don't even know if it's him. It'd be funny if it's not, but that's what I mean. I just assumed that it is. I mean, it's assumed to me, but there was one part of the vignette from last night that I could have sworn somebody had a beard at one scene that kind of cut to like where they were eating. I look like he had a beard, unless these are just images type situation. This ain't the person, this is just the images of the lifestyle. Um, so I don't know. And I'm trying to figure out, like, who's talking? Like, is that the person that's coming that's talking? Or, but I'm I'm not holding out that this person could be a part of the Tony D family. Because in your house, there's a six-man tag going on between the Legado. Legado del Fat. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Legado del Fantasma. Them versus, you know, the Don NXT and his two boys, Stacks and Two Dimes. <laughs> Jesus. Love the names. Love it. <laughs> but the loser of the six man tag has to join the other family. Mm. So I'm real intrigued on how this. Words because Tony D was like, ah, once we beat you guys, the family's gonna be happy that we got a couple more foot soldiers. <laughs> but also, yeah, I, wonder, Tony, I wonder who wins that then. That's my thing. Like, I'm wondering, like, yo, I'm saying thinking Tony of, D like, taking orders from uh, Santos would be in- interesting television. So I don't know how it's going, how they're going to work with that, but I'm I'm interested in that match with that stipulation and the fact that it's all six men. So let's put on a show. Uh, 
But man, yeah, Bray Wyatt. That was good yesterday. See him tweeting. Let's me know that he's almost ready then. He's getting back into that mindset of, all right, it's time. So that's good for me as a wrestling fan. Yeah, me too. Like I said, as soon as he gets back, he instantly becomes my favorite wrestler again. Instantly. Because I just, I want it WWE because of the production value he'll get. Always yeah. just, it just works with his character or characters, whatever he does. But then again, who knows with the new direction AEW might could be heading towards. Maybe they're about to upgrade their shit. But me, personally, I don't think this dude's going anywhere where, one, he's getting paid. Two, yeah, he's just going to do his thing. But I don't know, man. Him coming back to the WWE, do you really think they would push him as the top guy again? I'm not sure where he would be. Um, to be honest, that's, I'd love it if they did. Who I wonder who he would target. It, it, you know, just hypothetically, it's WWE, and hypothetically, he returns. You know, by just you know, lights go out on somebody. I wonder who it would be. Now, now if I start seeing all. cryptic vignette soon, I'm gonna be very excited. Oh fuck! So yeah, if I see something that I don't know what's happening, you know, on WWE programming, and I see some shit, and I'm like, "Oh fuck yes!" All I know is Seth Rollins is in a Hell in a Cell match, and was the last Hell in a Cell match he was in was with Bray, or do you have a couple more? I can't remember to be but, honest. Um, so so much shit happened during the Thunderdome. So it's it's definitely uh, gonna be interesting going forward now. Because if we see cryptic vignettes in any promotion right now, from this moment forward, everybody's buzzing. So pretty much it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Um, because I'm like you, like who does he target? Like who who makes the perfect sense? I know who I want him to target. Well, that's the head of the table. The tribal chief that called him is just a freaking a mask. That's one person he ain't checked off the list. He never pinned him. According to Roman, he said he, he counts it as he did beat him. <laughs> I think it was on a tweet or something. I can't remember. It was a little while back. Oh, that's going to be great. If that ever happens. That's going to be great. So, uh, I yeah. I mean. Unless he targets KO. Yeah, I, I thought of potentially him. Sammy. But That starts the bloodline. Sammy goes missing. <laughs> An interesting interaction would be in him and uh and that shit happens on the judgment day. Edge better fucking chill out, son. 
Yo, I'm here for fucking Edge and Wyatt or Bray feud. And what's going on? Especially now? this Edge. Because this Edge believes he's fucking God out here, son. You can't fuck with him. And then, <laughs> and then he, he is an abomination. <laughs> oh man, those promos. Those that, dude. that would be that. I think if it's not Roman, I think that's where I maybe even go with it. To be honest, because when he returns, he's gonna get popped like a face. Edge is the one person I feel that's a big enough name that could take a loss and be all right. Somebody going to be taking a loss. Because it can't be Cody right now. Can't be Cody right now. Honestly, Seth don't But down the line? Oh. Oh, he's going to get into the inner workings of Cody, son. That's just going to be interesting. But I I hate talking about this yet until anything is confirmed. Because even if he goes to AEW, I would be very intrigued in seeing a Wyndham promo with a mic in AEW. Basically, little to no restrictions st- coming straight out the mouth of him, Wyndham. Man, that shit. I mean, that me, could be pretty special, too. Me personally, if Wyndham is an AEW, I'm sorry to see him punk move the fuck over. Sorry. That's, you know, that's me. But like for like for me personally, that's 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 a big shift of power. Because if if AW person can go sign my favorite wrestler, yeah, by a pretty big margin, and I've, and I've said it many times that you know Wyndham is my has been my favorite superstar I, since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Me personally, man, I just don't see where he's gonna fit with his price tag either where like anywhere, honestly. Well, I, someone's just gonna have to move out the fucking way. And, and that's the thing. Like, I just wonder, like, in which, like, where would be the smartest? Who who's getting bumped? When, like, where? You know, that's that's the interesting question. I, I will say this: AEW brings in Wyndham, then they don't care. Buy MJF. <laughs> Honestly, that, that's that's what they'll think. I mean, you might as well because that's a because that dude was in he was leading merch sales in WWE, so he's gonna lead them in AEW. And then I mean, you already know if he does show up in some kind of mask or something, him and his boy is gonna be coming up with something crazy. Yeah, so I think I think it to me I think if he doesn't if he's not just called you know if it's somewhere else and he's not just called Wyndham. Or potentially Wyatt Six or whatever, but I just think that's something else. I think uh, just call him, him. That's him. That's him. <laughs> you could even spell it like the the you know the uh, with a Y. The, the Christian um, song, you know, him Christian him H Y M M. Yeah. That's him. <laughs> that's creative. And then plus that's like a current slang too. You know, when you talk, you know, I hear it a lot in basketball, especially, you know, when they're talking about play. Oh, he ain't him. Yeah, that's him. That's him. But <laughs> Wyndham shows that's him. Yeah, that's him. 
And, that's and it also plays like, back on what he was in WWE where he would talk about the fiend and, and he well, if he goes I, somewhere else, that's him. I, that's what that that's my, that would be my personal uh, I honestly believe this guy has a fucking book, a journal with like 1800 different characters and their story arc. Like I wouldn't even, <laughs> I, I like I, I just I just wouldn't doubt it, you know? Like I, I honestly believe at any given moment depending on where he's at in his mind and life, he can flip to a certain character that he probably has in a story arc and everything. Just just with I'd how love, his I'd, mind I'd love I'd love it if he actually heard that or you know that got to him somehow at what his reaction would be. I could hear him laugh at it and think of yeah. like, that's pretty good. Like honestly, like, like because like if because if he's like me, like I think he is with his mind. As soon as I hear him, I see the whole character. So like I'm curious how he would he how he yeah, how, how twisted would, uh, that shit would be. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I first saw the fiend on that vignette, that was some of the trippiest shit I ever seen at WWE for the longest time. Yo, that first fucking time he showed up out there, like when the you know the lights went out, dude. When he when when the lights come back on and he's got Finn in the position, yeah, that shit was crazy. And then one of my favorite images was it Kane that was in the ring and like he just popped up behind their shoulder when they had the light things. Like when they did a little noise and the lights, like he just popped up with his head right behind his shoulder in like perfect position. It might have been. I can't remember who it was, but I do remember what you're talking about. And then the whole fucking Seth Rollins till this day sold that shit great when he was acting fucking <laughs> terrified. Like that was just like I just loved that because that was a very different thing presented television wise from WWE and also live for that crowd as well. Right. Because every time he would have a moment, they would just be chanting holy shit. Like cuz yeah, let, let's not yeah, let's not even talk about his first entrance. The first time uh, we heard this music and it, it, when it, that first that entrance, dude. Yeah, the entrance was so fucking great. The crowd the crowd's chanting holy shit after the entrance. The minute that entrance hit, yeah, the minute that no, dude, that was the one time I've literally saw people in awe of an entrance. Yeah. They were in awe. They weren't cheering or nothing. They were cheering when the lights started going down, like you know, at the beginning they started cheering. But when the music actually hit, everybody just paid attention. Fucking rock like, star he, status, son. He is the only person in the wrestling industry that literally has everybody in the palm of his hand. Like he says. Got the whole world in his hand. That that's how you need to return wherever. When Wyndham, Bright, wherever. Just just have know, that. Hey, you know what, you know what they call that song? What's that? Him? A him. A him. Him. Just so I know, I know, man. Like it's just... <coughs> you heard your first. You know what I mean? 
hey, you heard it here first on We The Villains Podcast, and you usually will. It'll be a few months down the road. You'll see the story, and you'll see Dak retweet quoted talking about nervous talking about it here. <laughs> Yo, it, it's funny because usually sometime within a month, I see you tweet that. Isn't it's going to be funny? some huge story that breaks, or someone's reporting it, and it would be like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> girl was saying this a month ago. And, like, you know, I could tell because we're getting more and more into the podcast game. It's like, as soon as we get done with the show, I'll post it, and some news will fucking happen. And I'm like, of course, once I'm off air, that's when you want to fucking break some news. <laughs> shit, we need to um, um, we need to see about we'll, that shit we're going live we, we will be going to, live soon we will be yeah, doing that we need to go we're gonna live find this. shit we basically been live this whole time right you know what I'm saying except you know yeah I I usually get them <laughs> I get the I usually get the podcast up relatively right after we've just recorded to where yeah, for those who don't know, this is this is fucking no edits. This is fucking we we record this shit and then we fucking post it. Yeah, and Gurv and Swag might and the fans, you, know, you guys are the only ones that are listening. I don't even listen to this shit back because by the time I'm done with the podcast, I have talked so much. I just I'm pretty much done talking for the day. <laughs> hey, hey, no bullshit though. Like it's a good high. Yeah, it's a good high. It's not. It's not quite the high of like when you record your own music and you go back and listen to it. That's way different. It's one of the best come downs. But like, 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 if you if you're smoking, yeah, like you just take a smoke and you just have the podcast playing. No shit, the shit's pretty fucking. It's 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 like you may you get back into that shit and you'll be laughing. I you'll, think I'm gonna do. That I, I, I find myself go... laughing at shit that I like when we're recording. I don't laugh on the air, but when I'm re-listening to, I'm laughing like the shit's funny. Like it, so, gonna... like it's it, yeah. You should do that I'm one of these gonna... days. It don't it just pick. I've, I've thought about randomly doesn't pick a podcast from like six months ago and just listen to it. I think I might go back and watch listen to like the first triumvirate. That was a hell of a one there. It's just like three hours long. I do remember re-listening to that one after we did it. Oh, wait. Did I listen to it? I don't know. Man, I'm at the phone. Happy one. Hours is always funny. I think I, I need to re-listen to the latest Happy Hours and Triumphant. That's the one I need to listen to. I, need, I heard that one. Oh, funny. yeah. That was from like the other like two weeks ago, right? We uh, That's when you were, you were on the edibles. Yep. And Slag was sipping, and Garv was talking. Sipping and ripping. Sipping and ripping. Yeah. Hey, there's a there's a merch idea. Sipping and ripping. There you go. Look at that. Rob, tell you, dude, I'm gonna have so much fucking items in there. Yeah, I need to get on that shit and fuck around yeah. or something because I'm telling you, know you, you know that you know that, that, that DBG. Hey, that DBG designed by Gerd, baby. Yes, hashtag sir. Hashtag capital V, hashtag white gold, hashtag dank seven. You know what I'm saying? Man, it's, yeah, I, I am in love with the, the merch store right now. It's it's a very, it's one of my favorite things to do right now. Um, I'm going to keep doing the best I can, keep adding things, coming up with ideas. Um, like I said, I'm going to try to get some type of discount going in for Pride Month. 
uh, just for uh, just you know, show supportive causes, maybe people that are listening and you know, etc. So follow us at Twitter on We the Villains, and also go to bonfire.com/slash VGI to get all your official merchandise for We the Villains podcast, Gerbs merchandise, J Swag merchandise, Dak merchandise. On girl merchandise. Uh, there's a stoners only shirt that dropped last night that you can get in a few colors. That has like it's it's a pretty cool little design for my stoners out there. Um, and there's all kind of other stuff that's uh we're gonna we try to design some tote bags, coffee mugs, etc. etc. Um, that's right because you know this ain't CGI, it's VGI. Them boys real. Ain't no fake shit. Them boys real. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know the deal. Um, that's that should be a little tagline on the end of like if we're still recording, record something new. Be on the tag, be the end the track with that shit because this ain't CGI, it's VGI. Them boys. Real. Oh. <laughs> boy, I tell you what, when I when I start to record that again. Because <laughs> them boys real. Because boy, I got like, I got like five tracks right now that I could just. Man, I, I've been, I've had the itch, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've had the honestly, itch. totally eight. I got eight tracks I can do right now. I just don't love any of the microphones that I have right now. No, nah, that's the only thing to stop me too, and I don't have a laptop, so. And I, I got have a laptop. that. And I got that one that you used to record your podcast on, but it's. You know, it's but, it's nine millimeter gyro. I need something a little more substantial. What I need to do is when I come down there, drop a fucking mixtape. <laughs> like the like the intro on the uh like the one that we use. Yeah. That I ha- that I have on here, I did with that mic. Nice. It's not bad. You know, it's not bad, but it, I it, when it's, it only sounds as decent as my voice on it. Oh, nice. So like it um so it's just kind of like it's not quite the quality that that you need, but you know, shit, just to get the itch out, I still might fucking record one. Shit, I'll fucking Yeah, we'll you know, and, and, and and if you ever hear it, you'll know it's you know, it's at least good enough for ears. Oh, man, I'll you know a song oh, I want to hear again that I ain't heard in fucking years that I thought about the other day? What's that? Unwind. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm, I, like, I want to hear it. I, forgot, I can't remember none of the verses right now. I feel like as soon as I heard it start, I'd remember the verses, but I can't remember them. That's a lot of your tracks, dude. I don't know any of the verses until I hear the song. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's almost well, like it's, that one. That's a, it's a lot to take in. Oh yeah, very. But, but yeah, but I got uh, of course that one too because the hooks so memorable. You kind of forget about the verses. I got very like, so I got very small hooks now. I'm more into my verses. More yeah, than the got, that man got a messes. Yeah, it's like that's kind of like what I'm, my vibe is right now. It's like. I don't need no damn hook. <laughs> that, man might need to, that man might need to sit there, listen to memories, and then drop a track. Look here, bro. 
now it's like I hear any type of beat and I can get inspired. So like yeah. it's 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 crazy. Like I got a lot of creativity and inspiration right now. So I'm in a, so I'm in a good place somewhere. But you might see it, yeah. I think I think you might I think I'm gonna send you later uh an old Gerv track, you know what I'm saying? And then uh you just listen to it uh, maybe, maybe smoke one time. Try to email it. Yeah, that's what I, was, what I was gonna do. That might be the best way I can download it. Sometimes I have trouble downloading. So we'll fuck see. around. I'll fuck around. I'll post that bitch on YouTube. <laughs> or maybe my old Reverb Nation still exists. I'll post that bitch on Reverb. I think it does, and you have nothing up there. Yeah, I remember I took everything down a long time ago. I think because I think I still had like the website on my Twitter account. I think so. Yeah, like I never long. even took it down. You know? <laughs> That's great. But I do think that the YouTube video might still be there for uh, hear them calling. That's the one me and you did on that Cuddy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Telling the world on a few old few tweets I tweeted back not too long ago. Just, man, some of the old shit. If we just had the better quality... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Legends. Yeah, um, Dak tried Dak tried to come in and just let him fucking know his verse dropped on that shit right there. Hear them calling. I mean, say, my life has been so fucking depressing. I had to All come I in. I, I ain't saying sorry for a damn thing. <gasps> I had to go in. I had to follow Gerv. That's a tough yeah. act to follow, man. Um, he ain't sorry I got for a, a damn thing because all this money and this drama brings. I can't remember shit. I can't just open your eyes to bigger dreams. All I know is, a boy try to change spit. things. But all it does is complicate things, huh? Yeah, there's some real truth to that shit. Yeah, Dak be dropping some fucking shit back in the day now. It was crazy how much now and how more cryptic that shit's gotten now when I'm rhyming and writing and just... Because I think that was one of, I don't want to say one of your first or nothing, but it was one of your earlier ones. I think that verse was actually something that you had writ- written that you used on that beat. Oh, see, yeah. Now, I, there's a lot of shit that I've written down and typed up in life in my notepads and shit just from feelings and thoughts that I had at times that mm-hmm. that ain't over no beat. That's probably some fucking hard shit, honestly. Um, but I got a few. Actually, I got to write. Like, I got a playlist on YouTube right now of eight tracks that I definitely could just record to and just. Oh, some yeah, yeah I, they just fit what I'm on right now. It, it, it's crazy how my wrestling mindset is applying to everything that I do. So now, like, even if I do music, do the podcast, do merch, like, I'm, I'm just thinking a variety of things under one thing. And it's just, it's cool. Trying to be a businessman out here. I do feel like I want to, at the very least, record some more uh, potential other intros. Um record some you know some little get some snippets for the little times we gotta take that 
uh, technical difficulty break. Oh, man. I'm thinking, like, of, you know, some days if we have, like, a a shorter episode than normal, man, be like, hey, and after, right after this episode ends, stay tuned because a, a featured track is going to play right after. You play a whole fucking track. Yeah, you know? Um, and shit, you know? It's all kind of things, man. Shit, I'm not doing shit. You know, I got I got a lot of shit on that hard drive over there. Cause our whole life changing. Senior uh, is changing. That song right there is one I need to hear. Honestly. Our whole life changing. But it's been a good show today. I think we talked about a lot. I had notes prepared. Merch yeah. store got promoted. Yeah. Good day. Yeah. Only gonna be a high of seventy four degrees. That's a good day. Hell yeah, it's gonna be a high sixty eight degrees because I ain't leaving this fucking house today. <laughs> but, um, shit, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know what I'm about to do. I might just go ahead and start keep smoking and watch a little bit of something, something, and then yeah, I might throw on either McAfee or an old episode of the podcast. I might see, I might restart on Undisputed just to see what they was talking about to start the show and then I'll probably move on. <laughs> Fucking Undisputed. Undisputed. But right, good show today, guys. We're going to wrap this one up. We'll be back yeah. here either, um, what, Saturday or Friday? Friday to do NXT. Shit, it might be Saturday. both of them, son. Goddamn, or it might yeah. be both of them. Either uh, both of them or damn, just wait and do it Saturday. We'll and figure then, it out. Uh, and we'll, we'll do both it. shows then. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll discuss it and we'll be on air. But go to bonfire.com slash VGI support. Villains Grind, we the Villains Podcast, and all your other hashtags that we do. You can get all your merch there. This is Dak Gurf, Sweet of Villains Podcast. Peace out. Peace out.